Eternal Dirtles is sponsored by Patreons like yourself. You can join us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo. This ox mythic is cray. It's come to break the fucking game. Fuck what Bentham's reveling. It ain't about Oko's venison. Yo, Forsyth. Yo, Lauer. Hey, Rosewater. Ox gon' give it to you. Fuck the caves, the lines can go home. Ox is coming to claim. Legacy as its bitch, and that's the deal. Delve us for noobs, escape is real. Discard your cards to the yard and pray. That ox flashing back shit's judgment day. Beyond death, where we coming from, he'll do it again. Treasure cruise, fucking child play, what's Watsy thinking? This ox is the enemy. Doesn't matter if it dies, he's discarded, escapes the vicinity. Exile eight cards, fuck your tears. This oxy in red is my magic mirror. Damn! Wow! Holy fucking cheese! Pay red, red, then draw three OP! Ox is here to change the game. Stupid fucking tribe, you know shit's insane. Rose water! Yeah, then we draw three cards. Magic is so hot, it's such a recall. Ox gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Ox gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. First to hit the yard, then you draw three cards. Magic is so hot, it's such a recall. Ox gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Ox gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Goley and Phil Blackman. Nate, Phil, how's it going, guys? Pretty good. How about yourself? Um, yeah, I can't complain. Uh, it's been a, it's, it, you know, we, we, we've passed the, the holiday thing, and now, now we're into, you know, real life again, so. Yeah, know. right? <laughs> Dude, we're back. 10 out of 10. Where is where do you think legacy is right now? Where's the format? Let's go from one to ten. Ten being best. Ooh, ten out of ten. Um, I, I'm gonna give it a solid six right now. <laughs> yeah, five or six maybe. What do you think, Phil? You just played legacy. I just played some, but it's not really fair because I'm playing like jank brews. It doesn't really. I'm not really getting the, you know. The same feeling. I got rollback show and tell in Delver. You know. Yeah. You know how I played, I played a Phoenix deck, though, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I won four out of five games at the Grand Prix side event. Not even not even rounds. Just four out of five games, which was enough to uh, win a box, it turns out. But, uh, yeah, this blue-red Phoenix deck is pretty fun. I played it in a league today and didn't do as well. But I made a I, – uh, let's see. I lost to Dredge, I want to say. I lost to Hogak, so I lost to two graveyard decks, and then I beat Reanimator. Um, so I beat a graveyard deck. I don't remember what the fourth match was that I dropped after, but it was another it was another combo deck of some sort. Oh no, it wasn't it was uh, it was um, Steel Stompy. It's like a Chalice deck. I actually won the first game through three Thorns of Amethyst, Jeez. which was pretty fun. Yeah, it was like first turn Thorn, second turn Thorn, and I, I managed to, to, you know, make my way through it in a bizarre fashion. But, yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't know, just having a discussion with some people on Twitter about the format and what's going on, and I just, um, 
I, I, I feel like after, you know, well, there's a couple like positives and negatives, right? Like I was at a modern Grand Prix. It was here in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And boy, did people not want to play in that Grand Prix. Like modern <laughs> was so miserable. Everyone hated it. No one was having a good time. Well, now there's Everyone a giant a... nail in the coffin for modern. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. That's there. Well, someone said that too. It's like this is probably just a dead format anyway. Like we don't know what we're doing here. Man, um, it's crazy that um, when I started this cast, I was thinking to myself, man, maybe I should have. You know, focus on modern. It's a more popular format. We'll get more listeners, and, and look where we are today. Yeah, right. Could you imagine be, like doing a modern podcast right now and just having to be like, well, I don't know what we're gonna do after this. I guess we, we should just talk about Tron for the next five years. Right. Right. Um, right. But I guess my point was like it was like bleak. Everyone was like, oh, I played I played five Oko decks and I was playing Oko. I'm like, okay, you know. That's fine. I was just hanging out, like buying and selling cards until like I, I played like one legacy side event. The point was like there were 60 people or something like that. The legacy side event, which was crazy. I mean, it's like these crappy, like two and a half rounders, you know, where it's like if you win the first two rounds, they just give you the option to draw and drop. You don't even have to like meet your opponent and draw anymore. You just have, you can just be like, yeah, you're drawing. Go get your tickets. And like it was fine. Like I, I, I played the Phoenix deck, I beat Burn and I beat Death and Taxes. And then I went and collected my box for Throne of Eldraine. But like I mean people crack make sweet pe- brazen borrowers. Yeah, cracked a sweet brazen borrower. People will will make time to play Legacy because they want to love it, but I don't know how how fun it is necessarily. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's I that's all know. we need to really say about about modern, honestly. <laughs> well, um, was, I'm talking about legacy. With modern, it was just like no one wanted to play it, and yeah. it's sort of like if if like could you imagine being like in that situation where like no one's gonna like me? People are taking the time out. I was thinking, I was talking to my friend before the legacy tournament. He was like, "Man, I don't know. I'm probably just gonna get like destroyed, but I kind of just want to play some legacy." You know, I don't think people feel like that about modern. No, and, that's and, what I was sort of going. Yeah, like and, that people just don't. You like that about it. I mean, think about it like this. When we go to a tournament and we and all we're doing there, we go to a Grand Prix and we're like, well, it'll be fine. I'll play some Legacy and hang out with the Legacy community, blah, blah, blah. Nobody thinks about the modern community in that sort of sense where it's just like, well, this might be a trash tournament, but it'll be fun to hang out with the modern community. That does not happen. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I'm not trashing on the modern community. I just don't think there is one in the same regard as there is a legacy community. It's not that tightly knit. It's more a grinder-based uh, community. Yeah, when it's just like a, a you know a non-format, it's just like people don't even want to play it. Yeah. Even though it's it's ostensibly the most popular format, you know, until Pioneer launched, which has really got like a lot of like newness to it. I mean, the Pioneer stuff was packed. All weekend, yeah. I bet. Every Pioneer Pizza Hue was 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 packed, and I um, mean the way that those the, the way that I uh, had thought about how those formats are and why Pioneer is so popular is because I get it. We talk about fetches a lot, but because there are no fetch lands uh, in Pioneer, the play patterns in Pioneer make it feel like a distinct format, yeah. whereas Modern often feels like Diet Legacy. Exactly. So 
So like modern feels like diet legacy, which just makes it feel worse because it's a bunch of ships passing in the night decks, or in this case, it was all Oko decks. Whereas Pioneer does not feel like bonus standard. It feels like its own format. And that's the distinction between like people excited to play a format that has new play patterns that you otherwise wouldn't get to play with versus modern, where it's like, I mean, honestly, if you were to just put in Ponder, Brainstorm, Force Will, the Oko Urza deck is pretty much a legacy deck if you just swapped out like the Cryptics and <laughs> the Archmage's Charms for Forces and Brainstorms, you know? Well, I mean, it's not even works now. Oko's gone, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, what did they ban? They banned Oko. Uh, Oko lettuce and Mox Opal. Mox Opal, yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking about that too. Like, I was like, man, I remember I used to like go to a modern tournament. People be playing Affinity, and like, there's no Affinity in this room, and yet Mox Opal still got whacked. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe because of a, there was another, another attack, but I don't know how we got on this tangent. It was kind of weird. Like, it was just, I was just like, I. Had a really interesting weekend of Magic. I know Phil was playing Legacy tonight, where I did that. Like I was at the Grand Prix, and then Sunday we had a vintage event offsite, and I didn't do very well, but it was you know fun. Um, and then I played some old school with the San Antonio old school crew, um, and I didn't do very well in that either. But I did get to play, you know, like a couple old school brews that I was trying, and they didn't really work out. But you know, at least but it I got was the fun, to play. right? Well, I did have no lands. Ooh. I got paired against like four sinkhole, four storm rain guy for a couple of games. So that kind of sucked. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened. I was like, he's like, I'll play. Okay, we're just pick up games, right? Yeah. And I'm like, sure. And then he's like, all right, turn one birds of paradise, turn two stone rain you, <laughs> turn three strip you. Like, yeah, this isn't gonna work out for oh, me. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, then I played against, uh, like, I, I played against Titania Song. I played against, like, a green stoppy deck. Like, I played against some other stuff. Did you play any uh, Scryings matches yet, or no? No, no, one no I, we, played, uh, we played EC Rules. Okay. So, but uh, I, took my, I took my newest Moxes for a ride. I played a black-white deck. And then I realized that there's no, like, black-white card draw in, in old school. <laughs> there's, like, land tax. Which I should, you can yeah, there's greed. greed. You just gotta find the greed. Tax is insane. Land tax is insane. I didn't have enough non basic I didn't have enough basic lands to support it, I thought. Because I had like uh Strip Mine and City of Brass and Mishra's Factory and Scrubland. So <laughs> I outsmarted myself. I I should have played Land Tax. I will next time. But um Well, we should yeah. probably talk about this new set coming out in a, in a couple of days, right? Yeah, let's talk about the new set. I think it's... What do you guys think? Is it less intense? I think it's certainly less intense than Throne of Eldraine, but I also... My initial uh, Throne of Eldraine-like determination was we shouldn't have even done a, uh episode about it, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, Phil was really big on Throne of Eldraine. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I think that this one is... Uh, got a bunch of big hitters that are going to make a uh, they're going to make a splash in the format for sure. I think it it it's, it seems underwhelming. I mean, for one, Eldrin was insane. Like the, just the volume of playables and like really powerful playables in Eldrin was nuts. This one has a handful of playables that will definitely find their way into the format, but it, the entire set itself isn't going to be as jarring as Eldrin was. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the next couple sets shake out after what was a very intense, I want to say, three out of four sets at least when you go War of the Spark, Modern Horizons, Throw to Veldrade with M20 in there, and M20 still had some, you know, important cards, right? Yeah. Well, like in, we're on... In, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to get started, but you can, you can close out. Oh, I was just going to say, there's also a couple of cards in the in this set that they're not necessarily exciting, but they are like upgraded versions of cards that have seen a ton of play in the past. So those are guaranteed to see play, but they're not like exciting. They're just going to fill that same role. Right. Um, so like the, the, the amount of cards out of this set that will see play is going to be higher than the ones that are actually going to be new archetype defining. And we talked about Ox of Agonas, um, Clothis. Dude, I can't believe how many. How, are, why are people sleeping on the Ox? Uh, I don't know. They don't. It, it, I bet they think Escape Eight is a lot, which it might be. I thought about taking a picture of my graveyard and sending it to you the other day. <laughs> I, Seriously, I, I, no. I was like, I was like, uh, if I had the Ox in this in this Phoenix deck, it would be insane. I've got like sixteen cards in my graveyard. I can't understand how people are saying eight cards is a lot because that's the argument that they, people made when Treasure Cruise was spoiled. They're like, I don't know, seven cards? That's a lot of cards. Yeah, it's a lot of cards. Um, it's, it's not. It's it, Eight cards is not. It's a card. It's a, it's a recurring ancestral. Yeah. Well, you, you only probably need to do it once. Um, yeah, because you only did, need to do it once before the game ends. Yeah, exactly. And what was the other one? Underworld Breach is the one we reviewed. Last Underworld week. Breach is hot, yeah. Dude, so and we, also, also, don't sleep on the Thassa's Oracle combo. combo. I think we'll get that today, right? So those three, those other three cards, Ox of Agonos, Clothis, uh, the God of Something, the Red Green God, and Underworld Breach we reviewed last week. So if you're looking for our thoughts on those, it's in our last, it's in our last uh, show, right? Yep. Now we can get started. With Heliod Suncrowned. Uh, Heliod, Heliod, whatever. Two and a white for legendary enchantment creature god. He is indestructible and is a 5-5. As long as your devotion to white is less than 5, Heliod isn't a creature. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature or enchantment you control. One and a white colon. Another target creature gains lifelink until end of turn. We're kicking off with this because it is an infinite combo with Walking Ballista. You just need and this if, Walking if Ballista Bomber and two Man minutes. wants it. Bomberman, maybe? Is that Bomberman? Yeah, know. it's one of those things. Bomberman? It's like, it's yeah. I mean, Bomberman or some other, like, there are Death and Taxes versions that play um, Walking Ballista. Now, I think you can vial this in. You might even get... Uh, you might even get to five devotion pretty easily in DNT. Yeah. Um, and then it's got like this like backdoor win off a of recruiter of the guard or something. You can't recruit it for this, which kind of sucks. You can enlighten tutor for it. Um, but uh, I think, I think it's, it's a compact one color combo where one of the cards is good. And even this other, even Heliod himself, I don't think is like terrible, terrible. As long as you have another creature, you would give your creature lifelink and, you know, buy some time to hit your combo. So, yeah, attacking with a 3-1 flying lifelink creature seems fine in Death and Taxes, you know? Yeah, right, exactly. 
Um, I guess it's worth noting that if you play this in a creature deck, when your opponent swords something, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on something else. Yeah. You can put the plus one, plus one counter on it, even if it's not a creature. That's how the target creature or enchantment you control works. Um, I don't know if there's another enchantment you want to put a plus one, plus one counter on. Land (laughs) tax. Yeah. Uh, No, uh, Mythic, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Oh, Myth Realized. That would be something. (laughs) I'm not sure that your myth realized Heliod Suncrown deck is is uh, coming off the bench there, but uh, but yeah, no, you're right. That would be that would be funny. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else among these single color gods? We have a Thassa, an Erebos, a Perforos, and an Ilila. Ilila. I could uh, see maybe something with the Erebos, but that's a whole build around you know grindy creature deck that will have the same issues against fast combo as all the other grindy creature decks. Yep, and Yawgmoth kind of exists. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, how about any of these big sagas? I'm not uh, seeing I love the, the blue saga, but none of them it's not going to see play, but I like the blue saga. Yeah. Alright, let's go to Elspeth's son's nemesis then. I think that's fine. Uh, and we are at what time here? Sorry, 15 uh, Elspeth, Sun's Nemesis, two white, white for legendary planeswalker Elspeth with five loyalty, minus one, up to two target creatures you control. Each get plus two, plus one until end of turn. Minus two, create two, one, one white human soldier creature tokens. Minus three, you gain five life. Escape, four white, white, exile, four other cards from your graveyard. Uh, this is the world's first recurring planeswalker. I don't think it's going to get. I don't think it's legacy playable though. The only thing Zero I have play. to say about this card is apparently when you die, you get a you get a new haircut. <laughs> you get a new haircut. Zero legacy play. Yeah, too bad. It's cool, but it's not going to work. Uh, Nyx Bloom Ancient for green, green, green enchantment creature elemental trample to five five. If you tap a permanent for mana, it produces three times as much of that mana instead. I promise I have an eternal magic idea for this. Do you guys know what it is? <laughs> no, tell me. Oath of Druids. Okay. Uh, this is a pretty sweet Oath target. If you get like a pass and you get like a pass of flames in your graveyard, or you have Yawgmoth's Will or something, like all you probably just win. I mean, you win no matter what happens if you Oath. But people Oath up crazy stuff all the time. I mean, just imagine it doesn't work with Mana Rocks. You got to tap them. Oh, it works with like Moxin and stuff. It doesn't work yeah, with like it, LED it, and Petal. It works with. It works with Petal because you tap Petal. Yeah. It works with Black Lotus. Oh. See, there you go. That's that's something where you're, I, I'm so used to playing against Petal where people just put it into the yard that I forget that it has to tap. It yeah. does have to tap. It taps. Yeah. Um, Nine oh, yeah, and also Lotus all, all, after all your will? That sounds amazing. Could you imagine with the heading, tapping a Tolarian Academy at this play? <laughs> oh, that that's insane. Um, and, and I get that this card is not going to see play in Legacy because it's, it's priced to not do that, which I think is good. Uh, but the card that works with this one would be Lake of the Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, I don't know. Solid. I will say, there is a way to get this into play for free in Legacy, and that's with Dread Return. Um, and then you would have all your lands untapped with this in play, right? So then, if, like, if you if you have one of those, like, breakfast-style decks where you mill yourself, Dread Return this back, cast Pass in Flames, and win with the rest of the stuff in your graveyard? I mean, I don't think that's... The question is whether or not that's good, right? But I guess I guess suffice helpful. to say that 
if if this card does become the payoffs for a combo deck, it's just that. Nobody cares about the five five body. It is simply for the effect, and it's a thing where when it hits play, the game ends. Yeah, every every one of your lands becomes Mishra's workshop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So there you go. Um, any of either of these here? Nope. I'm not seeing anything until uh, Eidolon of, Extru- of, of Obstruction. Um, let's talk about this one first from this line. Sure. Uh, Nadir Kraken. It is one blue blue. Uh, sorry, I've got the time here. 1830. Uh, whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on Nadir Kraken and create a one, one blue tentacle creature token. Uh, and it starts with a two, three. Uh, this is just a, a grow creature that's blue. Yeah. That triggers off our drawing. It's, I mean, it's two mana it's... intensive. Like, two mana intensive? Well, if somebody plays this, like they're playing it for, for what it's worth. Like the things that three mana that do something similar are like mentor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but the other side of it is the, this being the card that goes wide, that's going to produce value when you draw cards. Like if people play it, will it win some games? Sure. But it, it's going to die to everything, including pyroblast, which is with all of your cantrips. So pyroblasts are always going to come in against you. It's a three mana play that doesn't do anything when it comes in. So you want more mana to combo with it. Even when you untap, that means that you're going to want to play your play patterns. You're going to want to sink your mana to draw cards, which means that you're not going to be holding up mana necessarily, unless you're like brainstorming. Oh gosh, you have brainstorm too. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, and the the mana cost on this is like when you have something that's a three mana play that doesn't do anything, you have to compare it to the other three mana plays that are available, which are Boko, CNN. Like this this card is it it it. it is a, a decade too late. Yep. Let's also not mention that there's another three mana play that totally swamps this thing, and that's Narset. Oh, you could do it. You get to do this for for free every turn, by the way. Well, for one mana every turn. It's not free. It costs a mana. Oh yeah, I know, but you don't have to like do anything else. Your, your draw step so, does count, though. Yes. Your draw step does count. Yeah. Um, how about Arasta of the Endless Web? Two green green for a 3-5 legendary enchantment creature spider with reach. Whatever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, create a 1-2 green spider creature token with reach. Um, this this card is brought to you by uh, Nate's affiliation with ne- uh, with Nick Fit. <laughs> this card would be sweet. Uh, <laughs> if uh, I one at two and a green or one green green, I could see it. I wish it was like, I wish it was reach and death touch. Like oh, I, if I, if the spider like, Hydra maybe probably beats this in vintage, right? Yeah. Yo yeah. You think? I mean Manic Gorgeous Hydra's Definitely. just one guy. This makes this makes a bunch of guys. Yes. The one twos. <laughs> uh yeah, they're I know, I know. Okay. Here's your Eidolon. Eidolon of destruction. One of the one and a white for an enchantment creature spirit. Two one with first strike. Loyalty abilities of planeswalkers. Your opponent's control cost one generic mana more to activate. The first strike to right. me is what is what it. makes why, this playable. I don't get why we have to. Why, why has modern design shifted over so that everything is one sided? Like why is the Thalia for planeswalkers one sided? Just be the because it's worthless. The, the it's that, not a good ability. It's not good any either way. <laughs> no, but it's indicative of the design. The design is you get to you get 
to everything has everything is upside. You never have to like consider drawbacks. Yes, I mean you that's, that's what they want is so you no don't feel back. bad about playing your own cards anymore. That's that's like it's it's why uh, Master of Waves only gives your Merfolk plus one plus one and uh, and Island Walk. Master of the Pearl Trident. Yes, that's what I mean. Master of Waves gives only your elementals plus one plus also, one. Also, also very true. I um, think this. They they well, entered that paradigm right after uh, Thalia, Thalia was printed, where they were like, we're just going to make it so that you don't have to think about whether or not your opponent can beat you with your own cards. I, I don't know. They, they don't always do that. Uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth affects both players, and Collector Oath affects both players. They just don't always do it now. I think this card sucks, which is too <laughs> bad. Like it's, well, it, also, I really, for, for what I it does, really it's think, never going to beat out Revoker. Yeah, exactly. Like, Revoker just does this better because it turns off the, the Planeswalker you're worried about, right? Um, and, like, on the like off chance you don't know what Planeswalker your opponent has and you're just playing this, even then it's just, like, just cost one more to activate, which kind of taxes that doesn't do anything when it comes down. But it depend- for, to me this is about Oko. Like, if Oko leaves the format, leaves Legacy, this might be playable just because... Like, Liliana the Last Hope would be the only thing that would really be, like, come down and kill this. And, you know, I don't know how many Liliana the Last Hope decks there would ever be compared to Oko decks, right? Yeah. Uh, Red and Six is gone, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, no, it's this seems it's like safe to be a, an X1 now. Yeah. It seems like they toss us into this set thinking, like, well, if War of the Spark is really, really bad for Standard, at least we have this. And I don't think they anticipated what was going to happen. Because clearly, War of the Spark too wasn't little, that too bad. late. <laughs> well, even that, War of the Spark didn't do anything to Standard. No. I think everything's legal from War of the Spark. They just banned stuff from M twenty and Throne. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we're not talking Destiny about Destiny Spinner. We're gonna talk about Destiny Spinner for sure. I just can't believe we're not talking about Entomb on a stick, but it's just four and black. Uh, Destiny Spinner, one and a green for an enchantment creature human, uh, and it is a twenty-four minutes. Um, it's a two-three creature and enchantment spells you control can't be countered. Three and a green target land you control becomes an XX elemental creature with trample and haste until end of turn. Where X is a number of enchantments you control, it is still a land. I appreciate that this card this, exists, and I know y'all hate it. It is a absolute scalpel for food chain. Yeah, that's really good. It is both the thing that protects your food chain from so it can come down, and then it's also your food chain payoff. It is it is exactly every line of text a food chain deck wants. I'm just looking Wait, forward to being able to this doesn't, this doesn't work with food chain mana. Yeah, because you have to cast a creature with food chain. Um no, for me, I'm just Wait, looking hold on. forward I want to make sure I this point. Did you think the three and a green was activated by food chain? I thought the well, I thought the first line of text obviously you protect your stuff, and then yeah, I I I, I misread the the interaction with food chain. I thought you could dump your mana into this into food chain or from oh, food chain. Yeah, but I just thought you meant well. You could have also meant like it just prevents your walking ballista from getting countered. <laughs> no, is, I mean know. like it, it 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 gets it makes it so that both your food chain and your creatures can come in and be uncounterable. And then I thought that when you actually combo off, that you could sink the mana from your food chain, which you can't. So disregard what I said about it being an absolute scalpel. It's almost there. It's almost there. 
I just appreciate that you can finally like end a game against uh, Enchantress with this card. Against Enchantress? Like Enchantress can actually beat you now. There's actually a card in Enchantress that can end the game against you. Because it's a 2-3? No, because <laughs> no, I, I can I, create I a giant creature that has trample and attack you for, for, for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they do that. They, they attack you with an Emrakul. They're just like, uh, I've got a thousand enchantments out. You can't cast anything or attack me. Uh, I'm looking for my Helm of Obedience. And, oh, and it's been countered. <laughs> it's been countered. I guess I'm dead because I drew myself out. Yeah. Fast as Oracle. Blue, blue. For a creature, Merfolk Wizard, it's a 1-3. When Fast as Oracle enters the battlefield, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is your devotion to blue. Put up to one of them on top of your library, and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. You want to know what's hot about this card? Is that it's a, it's a brick wall of text. <laughs> and all of that, all of, all of those words, they could have just condensed it to scry your devotion to blue. But you know why they didn't? There's only one explanation for why they didn't. And it's that they expected your devotion to get high enough and they don't want you to stack your deck. So they have to put the entire, they, instead of just saying scry your devotion to blue. They only to, one of them. You only yeah. get one of them, and then it, which is scry. You can do that with scry, but then you, have, you put them down in a random order. Well, Scry, you can keep everything on top. So if it was Scry X and your devotion was five, you would get to just stack the top five cards of your library. Right. They don't. They, they don't want you. Like the only clause. The reason that it's not Scry is just so you can't stack your library. Right, right, right. But wh- why? Why does this win the game? Because uh, it's telling the future, the and the future is that you won, dude. This is an oracle. <laughs> you want to know what's dope about this card too? Is that if if let's say you uh, have no library. Right, and you play this card. <laughs> yeah. Even if they kill it in response, you win. I know that is that is something. I just want to get just, in. I, I just, just want to get wonder in. wonder why they're like, let's let's throw you in the game on this one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like this this has to be like, is does this card bring Doomsday in? No, because it's well, fucking random, against... man. You gotta you gotta be able to stack your deck for Doomsday. No, because Dude. you just have you just have no no no. Here's what you do. It's you start the Doomsday pile with with three wishes. You exile Lion's Eye. No, seriously, this, this is how it works. Yeah, no, you're right. This is how it works. The top card is three wishes, and you draw somehow with either Street Wraith or that stupid bauble, okay? Mm-hmm. So the top card is three wishes. You cast the three wishes. Your top, your next three cards are LED, LED, this, and then you cast this, and then you have Devotion to two, and there's only one card left in your library. It's how the... It's how it wins now, except instead of this, they use that new Jace, the one triple blue Jace. That's the Doomsday Pile. So there is a Doomsday Pile that wins with this, and there's any number of things. There's there's Thought Lash. There's what's that card, Phil? Paradigm, Paradigm Shift. Shift. Paradigm Shift, where you switch your remove your library from the game, right? So you remove your library from your game, and your graveyard becomes your library. It's a, a sorcery for one in a blue. So get your spell seekers. Yeah, well, not only – you just play Energy Field, rest in peace. You don't have a graveyard. And right. then you play yeah, Paradigm yeah. Shift and then this, right? Yep. Can you yep. target well, yourself with Leyline of the Void? No, no. you can't. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, but the, either way, like, there's, there's, there's Stupid Leveler. There's all, these, there's all those cards. Yeah. You, can, you can empty your library easily. I mean, you could, you could Dread Return this in off your Cephalid Breakfast combo. 
Arrowhead. The um, other the other thing about this card, which is not as big a deal, is uh, it can be played in Merfolk. Um, and if your opponent decides to jace you out of the game, you can flash us in from a ch- uh, from a chalice from a uh, vial and win the game. Right. It's a very corner case. I don't know that you would ever play this card in Merfolk. But I, 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 there. I think you got it all wrong, man. If you if 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 we're living in Merry Christmas land, have, what is it? Magical Christmas Magical land? Magical Christmas yeah. land. You're the one who has the Jace, <laughs> and you're exiling your own library. Nah, you don't play Jace in Merfolk, man. <laughs> you do if you're comboing with Every this. one of your cards is the exact same two-mana card. You don't need Jace. You don't need Brainstorm. Do you, don't do need you think... Do you think this is going to be a combo? Do you think there are people are going to combo with this? I think it's going to be just a, a cute combo. It's not going to be legitimate. It's just going to be cute. What yeah. about uh, uh, what about in uh, um, food chain, man? Your food chain, your your thing's not empty. Your library's not empty. Yeah, but just another like enter the battlefield, you know, like stack your deck card. Oh, this is probably insane with a bunch of griffins in play. Mm-hmm. But you probably won anyway at that point, right? Yeah, I don't know. It could be played in Merfolk. It could be played anything. It's just funny. I just can't. Why did they put you win the game? I'm still, I'm still like I'm still on like why does it even do this? Why does it have it's to do this? Telling, I don't think it's, it's bad. Telling that it the does. future and the future is that blue is awesome and you win. I want to see a thought latch deck with this. Let's do that. Ooh. Um, dude, you want to know what I like about that? Is is uh, if you're on like rest in peace. Uh, energy field and you're just like on these and you want your devotion to actually be decently high. This is the type of card where uh, you play it with a bunch of counterbalances because then each one is going to help you like sift through and stack your deck. I mean, not stack your deck. You know what I mean? I mean, I just went on a rant about how it can't stack, but like you get to essentially, if you have counterbalance, this is just going to set up for whatever you need against your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, you can play counterbalance in your Merfolk deck and vial this in. Well, I, I like we're, we're, maybe maybe this is the card where we get to go back to uh, what's the blue enchantment that people tried out with counterbalance after top was gone? Ooh, Soothsay. Uh, <laughs> yep, that's a that's a middle school card. And, and it's and it's a flavor picks. win with this card too, man. If you're if you're an oracle and yeah, because the oracle stuff. <laughs> I think we got to move on from this card. Yeah, I think so too. It, it's it's just so funny. I just I just can't believe this wins the game. All right, uh, and then, unless you have anything up to it, I'm with treacherous blessing. I'm gonna right go to Storm, Storm's Wrath real fast. Storm, okay, Storm's Wrath, two red red, sorcery. Storm's Wrath deals four damage to each creature in Planeswalker. I'm just throwing this out there. Blood Moon Chalice decks can play this card. Yeah, they could. I don't know that they they need to. I, I'm sure they're probably fiery, a better sweeper. Now that, now that fiery confluence doesn't hit your planeswalker, yeah, yeah, you might think about it. You might you might throw it in as a three one split if you ever are able to show up with that deck again. Yep. Uh, treacherous blessing two and a black for an enchantment. Uh, when treacherous blessing enters the battlefield, draw three cards. Whenever you cast a spell, you lose one life. When Treacherous Blessing becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it. So you cannot PO this back. 
Well, draw. you can at I least get the it off the board. The value, the, card, <laughs> the value of the card actually does come from... I, I tried goldfishing with this card. Uh, and it's not the type of card where if you're in a grindy deck where you just want to make a bunch of exchanges where it would be its natural home. You can't just... like at that If you're doing that, Painful Truths is just better even though you have to pay the cost up front. Uh, if you're playing this card, it's either part of a busted combo deck that just get, wants to draw a bunch of cards like over and over again, right? And then mm-hmm. can sack and then can sack a bunch of shit. Uh, but you have to be able to remove it. The the it, it seems like the the front half of drawing three is offsets the fact that it's, you you don't have to pay the you know the trade off on it until you start casting spells. But the type of decks that would want this type of spell making a bunch of exchanges, this is, you're going to pay a lot more life than if you just Painful Truth. Um, and then Painful Truth also being a sorcery means that you can Mystic Sanctuary it, which is why it's seeing play. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, you want to talk about anything that draws three for three, right? Um, I, and I'm sure there's probably something, I feel like there's something I'm missing about this card. Like, I feel like it's got some sort of thing I don't understand. It'll be it. very good. It's just there. There is the deck building restriction of you have to have ways in your deck that you can like sack it for profit. It's a bummer. Scepter. You can't like donate this because it just dies. No, yeah, you can't donate it. Um, you could donate demonic pact though, and uh, that would have that's probably wins the game. What you do? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it draws three for three. Draws three like, for like three. The, the, the type of card that I imagine this will see play with, at least in the younger formats for sure, is this plus the four-man of Raska. Oh, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe that's like, what I was that's, that's just a bunch of value that, you know, because Raska will tick up, it sacks the permanent, you get rid of this, you drew another card. And it doesn't and target so this the permanent. A, this was just a free draw three at that point. It would be a draw, free draw four. So with Vraska, it's it sacrifices the permit, doesn't target, and then you get to draw a card if you do. So, right. so this would be pretty actually actually quite nice with that. So in your rock deck where you're just looking to make a ton of exchanges, this is your big payoff to go up in cards, and then your Vraska and other, you know, yeah. At a certain point, it's like if you're just burying your opponent under cards and just like raw equity them, then you can throw a spell or two, or a spell at this to get it off the board if you need to. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Terranika, a Crowan veteran. Uh, it is one white, white for a legendary creature, human soldier with vigilance. Whatever Terranika, a Crowan veteran attacks, a t- untap another target creature you control until end of turn. That creature has base power, toughness four four, and gains indestructible as a three three. Um, I don't like this card that much, but I don't know. People are t- talking about it. I mean, it's so seven. It. it turns your mom into a four-four. You can actually. Oh, actually, no. You can do. You can actually um, tap mom to give this protection from something. Yeah. And then untap the mom. Yeah, it's, but it, it's, it's not brutal. It's not attacking. It's not attacking. You would just have an untapped mom, which you guys could use again. An untapped four-four, indestructible mom until end of turn. Yeah, then, I mean, you can attack with it then, right? No, because you have to attack attack the trigger. Yeah, yeah. But it would protect something else. But you could protect that thing by untapping it and giving it base power and toughness 4-4. So, um, 
I don't know. I don't know why anyone would like this card. You need another creature in play. I don't know if people are like, oh, Death and Taxes. I'm like, yeah, you need another creature in play. He loves his three drops. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see this it. This one you can't recruit for. You can't recruit for it. That's, that's actually a good point. Neither recruiter hits this. Um, it, it's interesting. Oh, it's actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny with like Knight of the Reliquary. Because then the knight becomes a 4-4 four, four that gets plus 1, plus 1 for every land card in your graveyard. Oof. So you could even do like a, a bunch of horrible stuff with knight where you like attack with it, use this ability on it, and then tap the knight to make it even bigger and more indestructible somehow. That would be a nightmare. Um, but if you've got a, if that's the thing though, if you have a knight and you have this in play, I mean, is your opponent even still at the other at the other side of the table? Like, have they left? Because you know the game's over. Um. Anyway. Uh, anything over here? Nope. We've already talked about Underworld Breach. Is this another Enchantress? Yeah. I, I guess he's a Tessin, just a Tessin champion finding it's a Tessin Enchantress. It's just like a big, a big beater that's also another, you know, I mean, isn't the whole point of Enchantress? You want to be drawing all the cards, and this does that, and also is a huge forking beater. Yeah, yeah two, and a green, two and a green for a one three human warrior with consolation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under control, put a plus one plus one counter on. So test and champion and draw a card. I mean, I bought those Sarah Sanctum so I could play that deck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> at the height of my at the height of my rug delver depression, uh, yeah. pre uh, pre Renin six. Now, do you own all the enchantments? Do you own like all the solitary confinements and stuff? Um, I've got the confinements. I, I need to get a Enchantress presence, but like aside from that, yeah. You can play this instead of Enchantress's presence. I can play this and Enchantress presence. Wh- when you do, when do you always play Enchantress presence? Yeah. When when do you want this card? When the other person uh, would you like? It's, I, I don't you, know. I would say at the end of the game because that's when you would start. Attacking. But all your enchantments are all your yeah. enchantments are in play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have Shroud like Argothian Enchantress. Yeah. So that's what makes it tough, but it is um, it is out there for you. Um, here's our – oh, here's our Dryad. Dryad Elysian. Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Two and a well green. Done. Two and a green for a 2-4 enchantment creature. Nymph. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. This card's insane. Not only is it insane, but you want to know the the, the giveaway that they, they pushed it to be constructed playable? No. With 2-4? You, 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 no, universally you know if a card has... If you think a card is good, you're look, you read a card, like, oh, this card seems really good. Like, is it just obviously very good or am I missing something? The way that you always can tell that it's obviously good is when the creature type is just fucking shenanigans. <laughs> You're right. The creature type is bullshit. Like, like, oh, oh, is, this is the, the only nymph? Oh, oh, is the ox? The ox is an ox, huh? It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's an ox. Oh, yeah. oh, it must be busted. Oh, the dryad. It's oh, it's a nymph. It must be busted. I thought so you were going to say because there's a half naked man on the in the art. <laughs> Core artificer. That's another one. Yeah, this is interesting. Okay, so two and a green. I mean, that's turn two. And so there's a couple ways to get to it. One is you you win uh, mana creature into this, and then you played another card, or you, then you can play another 
one mana spell, right? Um, the other thing you could do is Ancient Tomb this out, right? And then their Ancient Tomb is a rainbow land that can produce two colorless mana in a pinch. I mean, that's I, pretty crazy. I, I, I look at this card, and I just want it to make all of my lands islands so I can turbo my Mystic Sanctuaries. Turbo turn on your Mystic Sanctuary? And you can play you can play the Mystic Sanctuary. That's what I'm saying. Like, it gives you, you, can it gives you to, <laughs> it gets you to four lands, so you can play your, your Mystic Sanctuary untapped and it makes all of them islands, so that always comes into play untapped. I was gonna say could you do it on could you go like forest, land or elf, forest this, Mystic Sanctuary untapped, but you, you can't or would you want to? You can because you, you get an additional land drop. No, no, you can't, but you wouldn't have three other islands, nor sorcery in your graveyard if you did that, or did it sorcery. But still, it would be kind of it would be a hilarious like um you know, like bait and switch. It's just bait. like mono green, mono green spells. No, no, this is you, it's where your ramp, your payoff is like sunder or something, and then you just continuously sunder them. Jeez. So this card is literally just exploration plus prismatic almond on a two four. Except if you put those cards together, it would be one green green. But they were like, nah, homie, two and a green. Wait, what does Sunder do? Sunder's the five mana sorcery that puts, or I guess uh, I, I'm I'm looking at the the, the uh, it, it's a, a three green green. I'm forgetting the name. Plow of under, plow under, plow no, under. No, I'm with you on plow under. Now that now now you're talking my language. You could even go with the original uh, plow under. You could play Mister Plow. Just Or you could play um just you could just do this thing. What's the one? What's the one blue and a green one, Zach? Temporal Spring? One blue and a green? This one. Put target oh, Temporal Spring blue. from... Hold on, don't tell Apocalypse. me. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's on the <laughs> screen. I thought you'd see it. No, no. I'm looking, uh, I'm, no. I have a different computer in front of me. Yeah, it's like Blue Green's Vindicate. Ugh, that's so good. And you you just ramp and then just put all their lands on top of their library and attack with a 2-4? Get out into this. The Blue Green Recoil. Yeah. Um, okay, how about any of these uh, legendary creatures? I vote no, but I may be wrong. I mean, Kalath is, uh, I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced, Kalath? Kalafi? 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 Yeah. I mean, she is a hero variant, so. Yep. Um, next up, okay, we got, we got more sagas. Why are the sagas not good? That kind of sucks. Uh, None of the sagas yeah. were good. We, there was one playable saga so far in in Legacy. The Antiquities War. Yep. Yep. Um, omens? Any of the omens? Uh, I don't know if they'll see any Legacy play, but Omen of the Sea is for sure going to be a four of in like every blue white pioneer deck. Yeah, right. Instant instant speed preordain. It's true. Uh, these are vanilla creatures. Um, how about these? Anything over here? I, I feel like there's the, like uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like an uh, Alarios and Raptured like Caracas deck to just like make three twos every turn. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a lot. You could probably do a lot better stuff with Caracas. I mean, two I mean, you probably could, but it's like it's 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 one of those things where you know, anytime you see an ETB legendary creature that is rel- that has an irrelevant ETB. You can always just like Caracas, yep. loop it, you know. It's true. 
Uh, like three twos ain't no slouch. Like they trade with elk. We're getting into the um, we're getting into uh, the direct here, so we have to go skip down I, pretty soon. I did the... I did see one card in blue. Um, stern dismissal. Um, that's way down there. How far down are you, man? I, I'm. That's the only card I've seen so far. I want to say I'm. Here we go. I found it. Yeah. Stern dismissal. One in a blue for an instant. Return target creature or enchantment and opponent controls to his owner's hand. Nah, dog. Nah. <laughs> I, it's. I. I think. I think if if you were in the market to play Vapor Snag and you weren't like, I need to do that one damage. This card has a little bit more. Uh. Uh. What's it called? You know, it's got. It's got. It's got a little something. Nah, dog. Vapor Snag can also counter their removal spell. Oh yeah, because you can't return your own thing. Fair enough. With this. That mean, yeah, it, it is. It's a strict upgrade. Oh no, it's not a strict upgrade then. Okay, never mind. It's the, I was going to say it's a strict just, upgrade from uh, Unsummon, but it's not. No, just merely the fact that this has the enchantment part on it too. Uh, there's not a lot of enchantments you want to remove, but there, you know. Well, it's also it's not that you you don't remove it. You just bounce it from the table. Yeah. And any enchantment that like it would warrant you needing to play this card, if the enchantment it hits the table, you're dead. You know, <laughs> like if sneak hits the table, you're dead. If omniscient hit, if omniscience is on the table, you're dead. Yeah, they can just yeah, they respond to this. Uh, Farika's libation is right next door. Two and a black for an instant. Choose one. Target opponent sacrifices a creature or an enchantment. So we do have like straight up black enchantment removal. Oh, look at you, black enchantment removal. I think if you are interested in doing this, you're just playing Mire and Misery or whatever that first one is anyway, because it costs one less. I get yeah. that it's a sorcery, but cheaper is always going to see the... Well, that that one, they could sacrifice a creature to avoid sacrificing the enchantment, but and it's not an, and it's not an instant. But uh, yeah, I don't, I I don't think it matters. They have the option of which permanent they want to sack? I, th- I think in Legacy, you're just thought-seizing any enchantment. Yeah. Um, or you're playing, you know, another color. Or another color, <laughs> right. Uh, thirst for Meaning, two and a blue, instant... Draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an enchantment card. I think this is, I think Thirst for Meaning, the uh, Omen of the Sea, and the the other, uh, the Birth of Miletus or whatever, it's the one in a white enchantment that lets you find a planes, a basic planes, and then makes a, a wall and then gains you some life. That's not going to see any play in Legacy. But let me tell you, those cards are going to be the backbone of the future of blue white control and pioneer. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, is there any enchantment? You, nutty. Is there enchantment you want to get in the green? Oh, you can discard a bridge from below to this. Now that's value. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Yeah. It's probably not worth it. In, it's not, probably not worth it in dredge, but you do get to draw. Two, you do get to dredge I, three I, I love the idea that you're like, man, you could draw three cards and then dump bridge. And then everybody's like, yeah, that's why you play careful study. They're like, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> yeah. It's an instant. It's an instant. That's why we're doing it. We're doing it. We're dredging on your turn. Um, there are enchantments with escape. We're not going to talk about any of them, I don't think. But it is escape has given flashback to permanence. A number of different kinds of permanence. Yeah, sort of like we had the um, the adventure creatures that was sort of like uh, spells that flashback as creatures. We now have things like enchantments coming back from the graveyard. Uh, let's see. I don't see anything yet. Um, Best wind drake of all time? 
<laughs> Mexican golf. Is that a Windrake? What is Windrake? How was a three-two or something? No, no. No, Windrake, Windrake is a two-two two flyer for, for two and a blue. Okay, but this one has flash. It's flash. That's gonna that's gonna uh, that's gonna change some uh, gonna, limited games. It's gonna rip up rip up the limited uh, metasphere. Rip them all up, dude. Can we talk about how Calyx is like in 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 2019's Planeswalker design era? Calyx is just fucking laughable. All right, let's read it. Calyx, Destiny's Hand, two, green and a white. Legendary Planeswalker Calyx with four loyalty, plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal an enchantment card from among them, put it into your hand, rest on the bottom in random order. Minus three, exile target creature enchantment you don't control until target enchantment you do control is the battlefield. Minus seven, replenish. Minus seven, four, replenish. Four mana, minus three, exile a thing of yours if I have another specific permanent on the table for three well, mana Oko's just like yeah you don't get I mean I like this for commander <laughs> this is so laughably bad compared to everything else that we've seen from like War of the Spark like I, I mean yeah, it's, it's good it's good we don't, what they need, all... we don't need any more but like holy geez like the, the, the level the level back where by if this were in Modern Horizons it would cost green white and it would have four additional loyalty <laughs> Well, it's just bizarre. Like, it's, it's this is what Planeswalkers, all of them used to be like this. And we'd say, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a specific deck, specific deck might want it. That Vraska you were talking about sees play, that's closer to that than, you know. I don't think this is going to see play. Zero. But Zero percent. Zero percent? I don't know, because you, like, you know, you put a wild growth on your land, and then... Then your opponent strip mines <laughs> your land, and you get your enchantment back? <laughs> no. Well, yeah. No, because you put it on like a basic, a basic forest. Well, uh, you just couldn't afford the basic forest. You had to put it on a brushland instead. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. I mean, like, like the, I said, the, I think the, this the, is going to be a fine card to include into Estrid in Commander. But the, I, I, I the amount of time that we've spent talking about Calyx is more than is more time than it will ever see play in Legacy. Ooh. No, I think I think that's right. Minus seven we, replenish though. Minus seven. Or replenish. you could just play, I don't know. You could cash replenish, replenish, replenish. for four mana and eight. <laughs> you could just cash and play Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't find all your enchantments. Your opponent didn't them do it. You're like, ah. Oh, you and your opponent, you your opponent sitting there going, ah, oh, man, oh, I could have countered man. this if you would have uh, cast replenish. But this, all I have uh, in my hand is a fluster storm. This, uh, I didn't, ah. Uh, uh, okay, 52, 34. Croaks, croaks, tightened up death's hunger. Black red for a legendary creature, Elder Giant, is a 6-6. When Krosa enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it escaped. When Kro- whenever Krosa enters the battlefield or attacks, each opponent discards a card. Then each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card this way loses daylight. Yeah, you it's tell just, me what that is. You tell me what 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 is what is even happening. Escape, black, black, red, red, exile, five of the cards for your graveyard. All right, so if I discard a land that isn't a creature, then my opponent loses some amount of life, assuming that I escaped it. Did I get it right? Uh, no, if it enters the battlefield, this trigger goes on the stack. So for black-red, it makes your opponent discard. And right. then it goes to the graveyard. It's basically evoked. It's basically okay, evoked now, discard. Now, now you try and tell me what kind Did of card dis- type. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't discard a non-land card this way, so... They had to discard a land card. If you didn't discard a non-land card. 
<laughs> Think that one through, everybody. Our, our brains are discard melting. a non-land card. Right? So, like, if, we can double... This is double negative, right? If we did discard negative. a land card, gain three life? No, you don't gain three <laughs> life. Nothing happens. Each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card loses three life. So I didn't discard a non-land card. I discarded a land. All right. Right. Now, okay, so you discarded the land. So do you or do you not lose the life? This fucking card's ridiculous. It's just worded like who didn't, shit. Who didn't discard it? All right, all right. So you've gotten to the point where you figured out, okay, I discarded a land card. I didn't discard a non-land card. So do you gain or lose the life? I didn't just, hey, I didn't discard a non-land card. So I lose three life. Okay, so if you discard a land, you lose three life. No, no, if you didn't discard a non-land. <laughs> but that means if you didn't discard, I didn't, if I discarded a land, I didn't discard a non-land card. Okay, so you discarded a land, so you did not discard a non-land card. So are you gaining, Are you? I mean, are you losing the life because you yes, discarded because a you land? Yes, because you didn't discard a non-land card. You discarded a land card. Why is it to say each opponent who discards a land card this way? Why? <laughs> oh, because if their hand is empty, they lose three life. Okay, so so let, let, let's play this back. What is the card type that if I discard to this card as it's played against me, I, I also get lava spiked? Land. Only land. If I, if I discard a land... Land or, my, or your hand is empty. Okay, so if I discard a land or my hand is empty, I get lava spiked. Yeah, why can't it just say empty, if your opponent didn't discard a, a card or discard a land card, lose three life? Like, Dude, you know what's going to happen? There's all sorts of space right after, after this, too. Like, it's not you know, like it. <laughs> you, you know what's going to happen? People are going to cast it. People are going to pay two mana, put this card onto the battlefield, and then both players are going to go, Judge, <laughs> what happens? And what's <laughs> going to happen do? is after the judge call, someone's going to realize that this card's still on the battlefield three turns later. This is, the <laughs> this is the type of card. And they start attacking with it. This is the type of card where it's going to be asked, like judges are going to get asked what uh, what happens every time this card hits the board, and they're going to have to like just have their auto response the same way that people do for Trinisphere. Cost three, no matter what it costs three. It's gonna, they're just going to be like, it's it's is a land lose three. Uh, anyway, Lazav can copy this for two mana from the graveyard. Yeah, I liked when we were talking about this that it was. You guys were like, oh, this is a sweet Lazav target. And I was like, yeah, if you compare it to uh, Dreadnought, which is what, you, is what you pair with Lazav, it is 200% worse. You get half the body for double the mana. No, but it has, it has an attack trigger where if they didn't discard a non-land card, they lose three life. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which means that we'll have to sit there for another 10 minutes and figure out which card has <laughs> Well, it'll be great because you won't even have the card in front of you. It'll be in your graveyard. It won't even be attacking your opponent. So your opponent will have to figure out whether or not Lazav does that. Yeah. Bullrath Shapeshifter? Giant. You, could, you, could have, you could just play this into a Bullrath Shapeshifter and then, yeah. They discard a card, then you then it becomes the shapeshifter becomes this, and then you attack again. Remember that? I love I love that. Okay, uh, if, Euro. If, if if two non-black creatures are targeted with the what's that card that is dead rigors that nobody <laughs> nobody can understand yet. That's that card. I can't believe how long it took us. That that was good radio. 
Euro, <laughs> Titan of Nature's Wrath. One green and a blue for legendary creature Elder Giant is also a 6-6. And it also is sacrificed when it enters the battlefield unless it escaped. But when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you gain three life and draw a card. Then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. Escape, green, green, blue, blue. I like Exile that this card, card, it doesn't care what kind of card you draw. You just gain that three yeah, life why, one way why, or the other. <laughs> why, didn't this one, why didn't this one say, ETB, draw a card and reveal it. If it's a non-land card, your opponent exists <laughs> with other shenanigans. Like, this one's way too understandable. I can, I can understand it. Uh, it is one green and a blue to gain life, draw a card, and put another land into play. Yeah, this is a card where you don't, uh, assuming that you have the land, it doesn't require you to tap out. Yeah, I don't know about Legacy. I don't know. One green and a blue gets played in Legacy. So. I don't know. It does. Yeah, it's maybe. Okay. I, 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 if, if this is a, a, a card that can grind, I mean, the fact that if you're playing against a non-Swords to Plowshares deck, like escaping over and over is a big game against those decks. But Yeah, I mean, you're not going to... For, for one green and a blue, you need a real reason to not be playing Oka. Yeah, like it's banned. Um, you want to talk about Hakdos? Do we have to? I don't want to. We it don't sucks. have to. Who's Hector? Um, oh, that's Hector. Okay, yeah, this yeah, guy. No. Yeah. Bullshit. Kunoros. <laughs> Kunoros. Hound of Atrios. One white, black, legendary creature hound. It has vigilance, menace, and lifelink. Creature cards in the graveyards can't on the battlefield, and players can't cast spells from graveyards. Yeah, so the 2019 design is... If you have more than one head, you have to have a keyword for each one. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> why, why are they doing this to us? These oh, are is this a three-headed creature? Well, we better, ha- it better have, better three, have three, three of keywords. them. The real question so one here of them is, is which vigilant. head does what? One of, them is, <laughs> one of them is vigilant, one of them is menacing, and one of them is lifelink. Um, yeah, do you get it? Do you see the flavor? Do you see the questing beast flavor? Can I tell you... There is one, there's a key difference between this card and Grafdigger's Cage. Do you know what it is? Uh, yeah, Grafdigger's Cage just can't enter from libraries. Yes, this doesn't hit, this doesn't hit libraries. So, you can bolus a Citadel into it. Uh, whatever. I don't know if anyone's going to play it. The only thing that has me hesitant on whether or not this card is good, other than obviously like good stats and good effects, is... Because it's a hound, it throws me. I'm like, oh man, it's not a relevant creature type. It's not a relevant creature type. It's probably good. Cavern on hound. Get this. You get that mastiff that's drooling all over the place. What's that one called? Uh, drooling mastiff. Oh, damn it! Now you make me look it up. Zach, you know which one I'm talking about? No, it's from, I don't. It's from Odyssey. Oh god, no, no idea. Honestly, lava hounds. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of hounds. Yeah, lava hounds is, is this one patrol hound. There it is. There it is. The Paul, oh, yeah. get the Paul patrol. Patrol hound. Get that first. The Paul patrol. Okay, now I'm <laughs> now I'm into this camera hound. My daughter would love it. Um, okay, anyone else here? Um, I'm gonna go with no. All right. But this guy? The set. What do you think? Well, we got artifacts. Any artifacts we we're talking artifacts. about? Yeah. Oh, Shadow Sphere. Yeah, we got to talk about Shadow Sphere. Oh, yeah. Shadow Sphere. Sure. Cool. Are we done? 
Uh, it's a one mana legendary artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus one plus one as trample and life link one. Permanent to your opponent's control. Lose hex proof and indestructible until end of turn. Equip two. Uh, so you block uh, your merit lage the Bailful Strix, and then they activate this. Or they forget that's how it worked. It'll never happen. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, Rune, uh, Soul Guide Lantern is, is one of those. Uh, Relic of Progenus variants that will see just amount, just as much play as all of the other graveyard hate cards that yep. draw a card will. Um, and we've got Wings of Hubris, which is just a funny, funny way to end this set. We're not gonna talk about it. Um, Best card in the set. I like Wings I of think Hubris it's because Ox. I'm a huge uh, Icarus fan. Kid Icarus. I think it's gonna be the Ox too, but I could see it being the Dryad but I think it's the Ox for sure. Underworld Breach is... I, I think it'll be just to see if that develops. That's all it really takes, right? Is it good or not? <laughs> I, I think Breach is uh, at a certain point because it's a permanent that your opponent can remove as your mid-combo. Uh, I think you are going to i mean hopefully i'm proven wrong but i think it is going to price you into having to play with brain freeze i don't think that i I, I don't think brain freeze i don't think you can divorce brain freeze from breach just because it's an instance that you can do it in response to removal i think it's so it's an yeah so if you have ways you can start I, i don't know what the combo would look like but if you know, let's say your opponent brings in their disenchants against you because that's your combo, and now you you have you you have to fight through counter magic and also disenchants. Um, I mean, I guess you can play Veil of Summer to try and protect yourself, but uh, I still think that if you're if you're playing that combo deck, you're doing it because Brain Freeze is both your enabler and your your win condition. So you're going to be a deck that is going to lose to disenchant effects, lose to graveyard interaction and lose to all of like the natural disruption, counterspell, discard stuff as well. But if you can navigate that, I think the payoff is the, the investment of two mana plus brain freeze, plus other, you know, mana rock spells or whatever. The, the mana investment is low enough mm-hmm. that it is a potentially viable deck for sure. Yep, I'm big on potentially viable. I'm not sure it's going to be the best. Um, I don't think there's another contender for best card in the set. I mean, it's probably Croxa. <laughs> Croxa. Croxa? I think it's... I think it's... At the uh, end of the day, when you cast Croxa, who knows what happens? I think it's Clothis, man. Nah, I think Clothis is a really ox. interesting... It's an interesting sleeper. The Ox is the best card. Uh, only time will tell. You know what I'm actually the most surprised about with the set review? That, that it nobody's, wasn't, that nobody wasn't longer. Nobody believes in the ox except us. Well, there's that. I, I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't longer. Like, honestly, like, this set's got a lot of cards. Not all of them are great, apparently. No, the ones that are great are, like, exceptionally good. There isn't really too much middling, you know? It's like... Breach. Oh, that card is. If that card is actually good, then it's busted. Ox. Oh, if that card is good, then it's busted. <laughs> it's busted. Yeah. How do you feel about I mean, the lands? Like, the the, the like the, big... the, new, the new art, you know. Who knows? Oh, I never, just I never floating used. symbols. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, these I are not. Like... These are not 
plains, islands, swamps, mountains, and forests. They're just a mana symbol. <laughs> it I, doesn't I give want... me the idea that that's actually what I'm casting spells from. You know, my thing with basic lands at this point is I just don't want snow to exist. <laughs> well, that'll... I just want to play with the basic lands that I I enjoy looking at. So, rather so than how about how about a, quick, a, a quick hot take? Island. A quick hot take, Phil. This is this is a Phil hot take. Uh, Oko or Astrolabe? What goes first? Uh, I. Th- think there will be more heat on astrolabe okay i i concur that astrolabe will go first because i did not realize how many people think oko is reasonable until today i think that but i i just don't i just don't think it's it's good it's good i think that the i don't think anybody in legacy is sending watsy pizza over oko in legacy but i think they will send them pizza for astrolabe Boy, do people hate Astrolabe, but I did the survey yeah, for no crazy. fetches. Yeah, it's I'm it not on, I'm not on that uh, train. I, I, I think it's a fine I think it's a fine magic card, but uh, you know, who the f am I? I don't I don't I, I'm sort of with you. Like it's my I, my opponents have scooped with four Astrolabes in play. You know, like I never well, really. You're, you're, you, are you are you playing decks that are blown out by Pyroblast and Veil of Summer? Because I guess when, I must... <laughs> when, when, when your opponent gets to hold up Basic Island and that represents both Pyroblast and Veil of Summer. It's really good, it's... yeah, but I wasn't. I probably wasn't playing blue when that happened. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of my... Uh, well, I think Oko is unhealthy. Like, I just don't... It doesn't make a good um, play experience at all. No, the, the best... The, the, the most... The simplest way to phrase how poor the design is is that because it's a plus one to blank text boxes, it means that the card can just do that indefinitely. I remember P. Sully uh, said this on uh, air during one of the SEGs where they were talking about Oko, and they said that the most one of the most egregious parts of it, if not the most egregious part of it, is that the thing that blanks text boxes is a plus, which means that it's the thing that can continue until the game ends. It will never, you will never not be able to do it until Oko leaves the board. Where and they compared it to Jace, where it's like if you unsummon with Jace, yes, you'll eventually die. Eventually, blank yeah. a creature for a couple turns, but at a certain point, something else has to happen because you either lose the Jace or you have to do something else. Where with Oko, because of pluses, it means that. It will always be able to do that until the game is over. And so well, the, the, I think the, the idea the, was the state is the same. I think the idea was that this three three is going to be able to attack Oko. I mean, that had to be what their thought was. But even if they do that, the 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 context of that though is with the plus ability, it would mean it takes three attacks for it to die. Yeah. Assuming nothing else is going on. Oh yeah, no, I agree. So it goes from what five to six. So or it goes, goes from four to five. four to six. But let's say you came down and you plused it, so it goes to five. So then you made you gave them a three three. They then attack it to two. You could then plus it to four. They attack it. It goes to one, and then that food that you just made before, you can plus it back to two and put a three three in the way of their three three, assuming nothing else happened. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yep. I agree. I just, I just like, I just have, I, I haven't seen it as much. I did see it in vintage. 
I was attacking with two bizarre trade mages over the top of something. I forget what the other person had in the way. Probably no. But they made an Oko. They grounded my trade mage and blocked it. And then they grounded my other trade mage and it was and they died at three life. Or I'm sorry, I I died with them in three life because I mean I died because they just I couldn't win, right? Yeah. Like once the Oko was in play and it was just going to negate any attack I got through with the trade mages anyway with the food tokens. I mean I couldn't possibly attack the Oko. You know, it was just I forget what deck they were playing. I mean I was playing Turbo Vengevine. That's like a, there was a that was sort of playing to like maybe I can like get a bunch of Vengevines into play and attack this Oko and get rid of it. And then there's my opponent just at twelve, you know, or something like that. Crazy, you know. So, it's like you need Pyroblast to to get it off the table, but then all of the Oko decks just also get to play Veil. Well, Veil doesn't stop Pyroblast when Oko's on the table. No, it gives you. It means uh, oh oh, you're saying yeah yeah. I see what you're saying. Pyroblast will still hit it, but like uh, the fact that the Oko decks are get to like have all of those spells and then Oko blanks a wide swath of the format. But I think that because you're in the Days Force Pyroblast format, uh, right now it's just hard to be playing things like Pierce because you're so incentivized to be playing things like Veil. Whereas I think if Astrolabe goes and then you have to make mana-based concessions, then you can interact on the stack more because you can't just have green up at all times. I think the, the veil argument is what gets me the most at this point, because I just, I find it's, it's to me, the idea that veil is this oppressive is so oppressive when it has like literally no text against more than 60% of the cards in existence is insane to me. Dude, you, know? you and I have had the, com- we had the whole podcast about it. I think like, Veil is ridiculous, but it's not like it's 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 the a ban a ban worthy card by comparison to everything else. It's just like not fun to play against because the blowouts are so huge for so little for so little cost. But like, you know, navigate your games around it. Yeah, I mean it, it's really bad for you, but I think that like, you need to take the you need to take the blue and black decks out of the meta. And replace them with red and white decks, right? That's why I think blue red Delver is the most popular Delver deck right now, because it because yes, you can like veil away like a force of will or a daze, but it doesn't matter because you're probably just dead because of the red part of the deck, you know. Um, that was my that was my um, rationalization for playing the the blue red Phoenix deck, right? That this doesn't this doesn't eat it to Oko and Veil, so I'm going to play this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, I understand where people are coming from. Like, it, it does suck to get veiled, but, like, it's just the, the format's so inbred and, and crowded around, like, these very narrow points of interaction. Like, Deafening Silence was printed, you know? It's not like it's not like you just need Force of Will to beat Storm. It, it doesn't even work like that a lot of the times, you know? Well, the, the, the issue is that, at least from my standpoint, it's like you can't move away from the things like Force of Will, which is one of the checks on the format, because if you don't have those cards, you're just going to fold to the decks that kill you on turn one, even if it's not like you are actually dead. Like if you Poor sit across Zach. the table and your opponent... <laughs> is <Zach's> so tired. <laughs> if, if, you, if your opponent just goes turn one chalice and you lost the die roll, like you can't just bring a deck that 
auto concedes to that without having a plan and that you, 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 so you can't not have the, your, the, your free counter spells. Like that's just not, that's not how the format is constructed. I think that I, there's a difference between you can't have them and 70% of the room is always playing them. I mean, that's not the representation of top decks, but I do think that there, that that's the bias in the format. And I think that it, at some point that needs to change. Otherwise, I just I, I feel like we're in this situation in Legacy where it's just like every time something comes out that's new and it does and it does this kind of it has this impact on this sort of like it just pushes something out like whether it was Deathrite pushed out Rug or then Red and Six pushed out Grixis and then Oko pushes out anything that's not Oko suddenly we have to talk about it but it's like there's structural problems that need to be addressed and there's been things that have come out to make it possible to have a format that does that requires force of will. And quite frankly, if there's a, if there's a deck that is so consistent on turn zero or one that you need force of will to be in the format or that thing's running, then you can ban something from that. You don't have well, to. The, the thing is, is that with like, the it's London like Mulligan, they, they are always that consistent. Right. And by the way, when I played against Dredge today, my opponent Mulligan more aggressively than I've ever seen anyone Mulligan. And they destroyed me. So that's was something this, to watch This was out. in Vintage or in... No, this was in Legacy. Okay. This was Legacy, and both times they had LED land breakthrough after they mulligan. Good God. And I wasn't expecting that because I'm sort of like, oh, they don't always have LED land breakthrough. <laughs> they definitely did the second, the second game too. And then I realized their plan. Their plan was to build a dredge deck and mulligan to like the best possible opener. So that's Solid something plan. to watch out for. <laughs> right, but you know what I'm saying? Like It's one of those things where it's like, Huh, like the London Mulligan is really has, has impacted how that works as well. Oh, yeah. In a, in a really... well, you, the London Mulligan just gave everybody, like, you look at your hand and you're, you go, that hand is also equipped with a zero mana draw seven. Yeah. Right. Draw seven, discard one, right? Which is, you know, you would play that for free. Yeah. I think most people would play Contract from Below. Yeah. Well, we should talk about this more next time because I know poor Zach is like exhausted. But Theros Beyond Death, a a totally normal set. It's a it's a get those set ox, of get those several, ox, get them nymphs. It's a set of several nymphs magic and, cards. Nymphs and oxes. <laughs> I think I, ox is gonna be so good. I can't wait. I put it on my calendar. Ox day. It's like the Thursday is ox day, and I'm gonna be Oxing on match day. Oxing day. Yeah. An oxing day. All right. Well, um, did we get any new uh, patrons? Probably not. We've been pretty inconsistent lately. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah, we're 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 getting back in in the mode after the after the new year. Um, but I want to thank all of our all of our current patrons. Uh, you know, uh, I was also you know just looking at our stats and stuff over the course of the year. It's crazy to think of, of you know about a thousand people a week listen to this podcast, and that's that's overwhelming sometimes when you, when you really sit down and think about it. So I wanted to thank everybody who just listens on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, right? A thousand people. Someone came up to me, uh, I think his name was Justin, at the Vintage event and said that he had heard about our Vintage event from listening to us. And he lives in Dallas. And he was Sick. like, sweet. And he came. Yeah, that was awesome. Really excited. Awesome. Really exciting. So well, thank you to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think that does it for, the, for us this week. I'll send you these timestamps in the morning. You can go to sleep. Sounds good. I will catch you guys on the flip. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good one.
first ever design year out of Wizards was 2019 with War of the Spark and Modern Horizons, Silly Food Tokens, Mystic Forge finally broke Mishra's workshop. The worst ever design year out of Wizards gave the static abilities on Planeswalker cards, a one-sided Null Rod, a free 8-8 Legend, and a Ley Line that got whacked in a brand new format. Sure believed in their hearts they were helping by pushing the characters in their story arcs so they stopped after like five minutes of testing Oko and moved on to the fake playtest cards and even though Cyrus won a GP with Storm Red and Six somehow made Legacy worse and this was how cards got sent to the ban list while you could still buy them in packs when you punish your players for playing your game, don't expect them to thank you for give you. The worst ever design year out of Wizards. Didn't even get the fixes right. Ban true name. Ban true name tonight. Brand 2 